Welcome back to Ten Toes Down, Episode 1. This week, we'll be talking about my predictions for the Week 4 2023 NFL season. We'll be talking about Thursday Night Football Recap versus the Lions and the Packers. We'll be talking about Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. We'll be talking about the Miami Dolphins and their high-flying offense. We'll be talking about my New York Giants, and we'll be also talking about the disappointing Chicago Bears. So, to start off my predictions, I believe Atlanta will go into Wembley Stadium and beat Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday morning football this week. I just believe Atlanta's offense is just, they have a lot of playmakers on that team. Granted, they do run, they're a run-heavy team, but Arthur Smith, a head coach, he was known for running the ball a lot in Tennessee when he was their offensive coordinator, but B. John Robinson is looking like the best back in this league, especially with the way running backs are getting treated this season. But I believe Jacksonville will put up a fight, though. I just believe when you're a run-heavy team like that and you do have enough playmakers to just keep the ball away, especially with a defense that has some good pickups. They picked up Calais Campbell this offseason. Jesse Bates, they could run the ball and just keep the ball away from any team they play. So I, I just have them beating Jacksonville this week. Be back-to-back losses for Jacksonville, if I am correct. Going on to the next, I have Rams over the Colts. I just believe the Rams have to get that bad taste out their mouth from losing to the Cincinnati Bengals on prime time. Granted, I do believe the Colts are a good team. They're performing way better than I thought they would, especially without their starting quarterback, even though he is a rookie. They were going to Baltimore and just take a dub, steal a dub from them in overtime. But I do believe it'll take a lot more to beat a Rams team like that, especially with their (laughs) D-line, especially with Aaron Donald over there. Then we have a divisional matchup of the Ravens versus the Browns. This may be a shock, but I do have the Browns winning this one. I just, the Browns defense to me has been the best defense this season. They haven't really let up a lot of yards. They haven't let up a lot of points unless they shoot themselves in the foot. Granted, I need to see them on offense a little bit longer because Nick Chubb did go down. So I got to see, I got to see how they respond these upcoming weeks and finding a new offensive identity. But I believe it will be a good game. I believe that will be contender for game of the week, Ravens versus Browns. Next up, we got the Vikings versus the Panthers. I got the Vikings winning that one. The Vikings have to win one this season. They can't. You can't have arguably the best receiver in the league. You have Kirk Cousins playing great football. They're both on pace to just break records, but they haven't even won a game yet. It's... They're due for one, especially against a banged-up Panthers team. But I do believe the Vikings will win that one. If they don't, then I'll just be even more disappointed. Maybe Kirk Cousins should go to the Jets. That's what I've been seeing rumors, but let's not sink a shit before it starts sailing. Next, we got the Bengals versus the Titans. I got the Bengals winning this one because I feel like the Bengals about to really find out who they are on offense these next coming weeks. 
But this is a playoff rematch that I feel the Titans need to. If the Titans want to establish some dominance over a team, this would be a win that I'll let the league know that they, they can still compete even if even with a bad loss to Cleveland last week. Disappointing loss. But I do have the Bengals taking that one, if anything else. Uh, next, we got Tampa Bay versus the Saints. Um, I got Tampa Bay winning that one. Because Derek Carr is out. Jameis will start. And I love Jameis as a hype man. I love Jameis as an internet, internet meme, but... I got to see, I don't know what Jameis Winston you're going to get on a week-in, week-out basis. But the Bucks have been playing good football. They've been playing better football than I predicted they would, if I'm being honest. But I do have the Bucks stealing that one versus the Saints. And next we got a divisional matchup, which I think is going to be game of the week. Miami versus Buffalo. If I'm being honest... I do have Miami winning that one. I feel like they they need to get their um their payback for the playoff loss last year. They probably felt like they deserved that one. Granted, they were undermanned and they were still in that game last year. Well, last season technically. But I do believe the Miami's going to Orchid Park and just roll over the Bills. Even though the Bills' defense is opportunistic, they they made made a lot of plays last week, but I believe this Miami offense is just hard to stop. You have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddles coming back off a concussion. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a rough week. Then we got the Broncos versus the Bears. I honestly don't know which way this game could go. Could go either way because both these teams have just been playing disappointing football. Bears have not been living up to expectations, trading the draft pick, free agency signings, just haven't been living up to it. The Broncos just got 70 put on their head no less than a week ago. But if I would have to pick one, I would probably pick Denver. Just because you got you to gotta have some morals and fight back. You can't just have 70 dropped on your team and not be angry for the next week or so. But I feel like they'll, they should beat the Bears. The Bears are nothing to, they haven't shown anything to scare anybody or worry anybody going into there. And we have another divisional matchup. We have Washington versus Philadelphia. Commanders versus Eagles. But I do have the Eagles going in there beating the Commanders. The Commanders offense is very good. They surprised me. New OC has been showing that he could really get his playmakers in the space and have them compete with almost anybody, but also still still a rookie cornerback, quarterback under center. But I believe after throwing three, four picks against Buffalo, I believe it'll be a good game for sure, though. I believe that they'll probably try and cut down on that against a just as difficult Eagles defense, but I still have the Eagles taking that one. Then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Texans. I have the Steelers winning that one, even though C.J. Stroud has been playing good football. 
think he's one of four quarterbacks left this season that hasn't thrown a pick. But that Texans team is going to be nice in the long run. They're going to be nice for years to come. But Steelers are a defense that will make any rookie look very bad and make them regret a lot of decisions. So I do have the Steelers taking that one. Granted, if they do play offense like they did this past week against the Raiders, but we got to see how that goes after one quarter because Steelers are a team of two halves. Next, we got the Raiders versus the Chargers. I have the Chargers taking that one. Justin Herbert has been playing some very good football. So has Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, I'm pretty sure, leads the league in receptions, total receptions. I do believe it will be harder, though, because Mike Williams did go down for the year. Hope he gets better. Speedy recovery. But I do believe the Chargers just, ooh, Austin Eckler is out, too. So we're really going to see if Justin Herbert could rise up to the occasion and beat a team understaffed, heavily understaffed. Next, we have the 49ers versus the Cardinals. I have the 49ers winning that. They're they're looking like the best team out the NFC to me this <laughs> this year. They look like the best team out the NFC to me last year too, but you know quarterback problems. But I'm I'm saying that and that hurts me because they didn't look like it, but just manhandled my New York Giants. But I believe they'll go into going to that game as the favorites and just come out just still undefeated. They should be undefeated for a while. Their team is the most complete team in the NFL to me. Right behind the Eagles, just most complete overall linebackers, D-line, receivers. When IU comes back, Kittle, McCaffrey's playing best football of his career. He scored a touchdown in every single game since he got traded to San Francisco. I mean, he is the best back in the league. He's proven it that behind that Carolina line, he was just just not given an opportunity. When you have a line like San Francisco, you're bound to do some crazy things, and he's showing it. Next, we got Patriots versus Cowboys. We have Ezekiel Elliott revenge game. This hurts me to say it, but I have the Cowboys winning that game. I believe they'll come back after the loss to the Cardinals and just get some redemption. But if they want to lose, it won't hurt me at all. Not one bit. But I believe the Patriots still have some things to figure out. Cause... But their offense does look better, though, with Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. It looks better than what it was last year, but... That Cowboys defense is, oof. But I do have the Cowboys taking that one. Next, I got my Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. Pretty sure we play Monday, Monday night, pretty sure. Saquon is rehabbing on a high ankle sprain, which personally, I don't know why we're risking it when he is almost 50% of our offense at this point in our season. Like, I haven't seen nothing to make me feel otherwise. But, I mean, hey, man, I'm not I'm not the doctors or whatever, but 
He said he feels good. They had him limited at practice today or yesterday. He looked, he was jogging. He looked like he was running, but anything below 80% of Saquon is not going to win us that game. A shell of him, a shell of him for, of himself is not going to win us that game. So I need to, I'll see, I'll monitor it these next couple of days, see how they talk about him. But if he's remotely not even close to fully healthy, I don't even understand the risk of suiting up. Yeah, you had a long rest period, but come on, man. It's a long season. This this sport is a game of momentum. We could catch momentum at any time. Just got to think about it in the long run. Then we got the Taylor Swift game. Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. I honestly... uh, I'm not making it seem like I don't know who's going to win. I know who's going to win. I don't know how bad (laughs) the loss is going to be for the New York Jets. Maybe 40... 40 zip by halftime, 50 to 3. I lied, I lied. Probably probably two, three possession game by halftime, but I don't see it being anywhere close anywhere, anywhere at any point in that game. I just need Garrett Wilson to score, though. I have him in fantasy. I need that for sure. Zach Wilson, you have one job for me, man. One job. Just get Garrett Wilson the ball. And that I mean that's been the answer the past couple weeks. He's been open. You just gotta get him the ball, man. He'll produce. You gotta get your playmakers the ball. Just don't play scared. You're in the NFL for a reason, man. Like you're starting quarterback for a reason. They drafted you so high for a reason. So it's just what it is. But yeah, those are my predictions for this week. And now we could go on to how I feel about Miami Dolphins, which I like I said earlier, I think that's game of the week for sure. Um, so Miami's going to Buffalo this week, which is a very hard place to play. But, you know, going from sunshine and beaches to people jumping on tables, 30-degree weather, snow, it's not going to be fun. Not one bit, but... I do believe this team is very focused. I do believe with Tua back, playing great football, healthy, I believe they could beat anybody because they were on this pace last year before he went down. But he is my early MVP favorite as of right now, and this team is going crazy. They're the best offense in the league through three games for sure. They lead the league in yards per game which is 550 yards per game. Passing passing yard, they lead the league in passing yards per game too, which is 362. Rushing yards per game, 188. Yards per play, 8.38 yards per play. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. That that doesn't even sound real. But when you, granted, it is inflated stats as of right now. It's three weeks with a small sample size. With the butt whipping that they handed the Broncos, it is a very small sample size. But, and it happened. <laughs> one of the worst, one of the worst losses in recent history. 
But Buffalo's defense, though, is also not one to slack at. They rank second in yards allowed per game, which is 253 yards allowed per game, and scoring, which is averaging giving up 18.7 points, not even three touchdowns. So Miami's going to have a handful to work with, especially not at home. But they do get Jalen Waddle back off a of concussion protocol. And they have the best receiver in the league. 1A, 1B to me. Between him and Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. You got to really just respect that man's speed, man. It just it just really changes your game plan weekend, prepping for him. Just him alone. And then you have Waddle and then Mostert. And then you have the rookie running back. It's just... It's a lot of speed on that team, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great game. I'm definitely tuning into that over any other game, cause my Giants play on Monday, so I gotta, I gotta pick another team or game to watch per se. Um, the Bills' defense also leads the league in sack rate, sixteen percent, which is high, high for a D line that didn't even get. Pretty sure Von Miller's not even back yet. Let me double check. Yeah, if he's not even back yet and they're still leading the league in high pressure rate, that's insane. He hasn't even played this season yet. Yeah, that team that little that week one loss to the Jets was very unfortunate for them, but I don't believe it's what who they're gonna be the whole season. I believe they have a lot a lot left in the tank to figure out. Josh Allen just has to just analyze the field before he just makes some of these throws. He's very, very high risk with some of these throws. And it's gonna come back. It's gonna keep coming back to bite him. But I think he's gonna he's starting to figure it out. He has a lot of weapons. He shouldn't even be trying to force it most of the time. But this game is gonna be game of the week for me for sure. But you never know. This season is highly unpredictable because a lot of crazy stuff has been happening. But the way this game is going, with a season, I'm, I mean, anything can happen. Like, Tua's leading the league in QBR 82.9 after last game, just 23 for 26, 309, and four touchdowns. That's crazy. And then the Bills defense held Sam Howell last week to a 12 quarterback rating on in-breaking routes, intercepting him once in nine pass attempts. That is crazy. Look like a deer in headlights. That that offensive group, though, whew, that's going to be a game to see. Right, we could go. We could talk about Thursday night football. Just happened, no less than twenty four hours ago. The Lions beat the Packers, and take early control of the NFC North. Lions looking like a very scary, dark horse team to me this season. A team that very athletic, got a lot of dogs on that team, got a lot of people that look like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and that's because of their coach, Dan Campbell is really. Really bringing the best out of these players, and I you could see it on every play, every down. You got Jared Goff with a resurgence. You got the defense playing lights out. Got the rookies. You got rookies stepping up. 
it's hard to say if I could pick a team this season where all the rookies are stepping up to play and like contributing to the team, I would say it has to be Detroit. Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs, the tight end. I don't want to butcher his name, but. And then somebody else, but that team is that team has a lot of depth. And for a team that really kind of flipped the depth chart in a lot of positions, they're looking very good. But just very jealous of their offensive line, man. Watching that game, they just it's like parting the sea, bro. They Montgomery had three touchdowns off of his first game back off of injury. That line was just making his job so easy. So, so easy. But they need to feed Jameer Gibbs. But, they, you know, a little one-two punch never hurts nobody. Especially in this league with running backs going down, you want to always always keep a fresh set of legs ready to go at any time. Um, but I do believe the Lions are looking like the best team in the NFC North. As of right now, the best team in the NFC North. Packers still, you could tell Jordan Love still got some growing pains to go through. But not bad, though. Not bad for sitting for a couple years. Definitely not bad. Um, oh, What else? Yeah. Brock Purdy. I'm seeing a lot of criticism of Brock Purdy. Personally, in my opinion, he's a good quarterback. I understand you can call him a system quarterback on the most complete team. Yeah, but that's what makes him good. He's good in his system. You know what I'm saying? We're all going to thrive in the environment we best are suited for. So it's like, you just got to give the man his props. The man is playing some good football. 61 for 91. 67 percentage, 736 yards, four touchdowns, 8.1 yards per attempt, a 106 passer rating. It's one of four quarterbacks that hasn't thrown an interception yet this season. The other four, the other three being, uh, let's see here, other three being Justin Herbert, who's playing also playing great football, 90 for 121, 74% throwing. 939 yards, six touchdowns, 7.8 yards per attempt, 112 pass rating. Also, you got Joshua Dobbs. Big surprise. Journeyman got traded this past August. Hasn't even been on the team for probably two full months. Playing some good football. If Kyler Murray gets back, that team's going to – that team – I mean, some people are saying they really should be 3-0. They have – blown a lot of leads but that is in part to your defense too so can't really speak on that but Joshua Dobbs is playing some good football too he's in a and CJ Stroud who's also the fourth fourth quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception he's also playing some good football but Brock Purdy I would uh, he earned my respect he's he always makes the right reads doesn't make a radical throws does what you need him to do. Takes the check down. Just, just a system. Just a very sound quarterback. He's not too flashy. Doesn't have the biggest arm, but doesn't make mistakes. And that's that's what gets you far in this league. Just don't make mistakes. Make the best of your opportunity, and you'll be fine. 
So I believe, yeah, you could say he's in the best system, but I mean, that's just that's just where he's at, and we just have to deal with it. He's in the system that he thrives in, and he's going to continue to thrive in it. And that offense, that team is so lucky because they're going to have so much cap space because he is literally the cheapest person on that team. They have they will have money to spend for the next upcoming years. His contract is going to be dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. It's going to be crazy. I was saying if they really want to go crazy, Mike Evans don't like Tampa Bay. I'm just saying. If you want to solidify that offense, the best. if you can't pay IU, you want to, you're in a win-now situation, granted, granted, that's if you can't pay IU. IU should be your top priorities. Young paired perfectly with Debo Samuel. Don't even worry about trading for nobody. Just try and up, save as much money, and try and just create as much depth as possible with that money. But if you really need another receiver, IU contract situation's not working out, go get Mike Evans. But what else? Let's talk about Justin Fields. Let's talk about Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, let's not even hold back. Disappointing season. Trade for DJ Moore. Trade away the number one pick. But you double down on Justin Fields. You say he is your quarterback when arguably, I honestly, not saying he's bad, but I haven't seen nothing to make it seem like he's ready yet. Not even ready, but I don't know if it's Chicago. I don't know if it's a haunted place. I don't know what it is, but he just looks scared every single play. Just watch that Chiefs game. He didn't have over 50 yards passing till like the third and the end of the third going to the fourth quarter. It's crazy. He ended that game with 50% completion rate, 99 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. 58 passing rating. It's crazy. He hasn't had over a... He's averaging a 67 passing rating for the season. 58 throwing completion, 526 yards, three touchdowns, and four picks. Granted, he is playing some great defenses. He is playing... He played the Packers and the Bucks and then the Chiefs. I will give him that. Those are hard defenses to play against, but come on, man. You... They're investing in you for the long run. You got to show them something to make them think they made the right decision. You could blame it on the offensive coordinator, but there have been some videos circulating around of him making just missing reads, not pulling the trigger on throws. It has to be a cohesive effort to make it make it work, even if your OC is bad. Trust me, I'm a Giants fan, I know. But I believe, I don't know, man, the, the Bears are a weird team because – I believe if they just get get it right just one week, just have a good game one week and just let him know that he can command that offense, he can operate that offense at a high level, I believe they'll be good. I really do, but it's a lot of ifs with that team, a lot of ifs because they do do bad this season and are in contention for a top four, four to five pick got to start looking at quarterbacks in this draft. 
Caleb Williams looking looking like an option or a replacement. Not a bad replacement, but I would say just give it a give it a couple more games, guys, you know. It is still week four. But on to my Giants, who have been giving me a damn heart attack every single quarter. Started the season getting railroaded by the damn Cowboys. It hurt my chest. <sighs> Bounced back with the Cardinals, but 49ers game, we did good. I believe, I mean, I didn't expect to go in there and beat the 49ers at home. I did not. But we made it a battle for the first half, especially with no Saquon. We made it a we made it a battle. A better better battle than I thought it would be. But for the people that are blaming Daniel Jones, you need to stop it right now. You that man can't do anything behind that offensive line. I can't understand there there's been some footage, some pictures, he looks scared, not throwing, but who wouldn't be scared behind that offensive line? I'm going to read a stat to you guys just to show you how bad this team has. Well, not team. Oh, yeah, team, but mainly offensive line unit has been since the beginning of this 2023 season. Daniel Jones has been under pressure on 46.7 of his dropbacks, the highest rate in the league. The league average last season was 34%. 34% last season. We're damn near 50%. At week three, three, and people are trying to tell him, "Oh, you need to, you need to pull the trigger on these throws. You need to." People don't understand if you behind a good offensive line, you have like three to four seconds to make a decision. Now, if your offensive line is this bad, you cut that in half, one to two seconds. What do you want him to do with that? Granted, granted, there is some throws he is he is missing. I am not gonna sit here acting like he's perfect too. He he does need to trust his receivers more. But holy shit, that line, that offensive line unit is depressing to watch. They've allowed twenty seven pressures in under two into under two seconds, nearly twice as many as the second worst team. Twenty seven pressures, even when using help. They have still given up pressure on 53% of those plays. They bring in tight ends to still give up pressure. It don't make no sense to me. But yeah, Daniel Jones has a 44 PFF passing grade under pressure. It's so sad that people think that he could just perform like a top 10 quarterback in those conditions. And people keep bringing up his contract when realistically... The way this market keeps getting reset, that contract is a steal if he just has time to analyze the field and make a decision. That's it. When he is in a clean pocket, his PFF passing grade jumps up to 75.7. 16th at the position. 16th three weeks in. And that's not even getting true passing sets because he's not having time. So now imagine 10 weeks in, you give him at least three to four games with a good good pass blocking, just, just for a couple games. That man, he has the ability to be good, and he has the weapons to be good, too. He just needs the time to get the ball to them. Otherwise, he's going to keep running and keep running and keep running, and that can't win you games. 
This offensive line is historically bad. I've been a Giants fan my entire life. I'm 21 years old, and I don't think I've ever seen us have a good offensive line unit. Eli was getting harassed when I was a kid. This team will not succeed this season with this level of play. It's just physically impossible. So for anybody that thinks the Giants can do that, you just you just have so much high expectations for something that's highly improbable right now. Like anybody anybody that's not a casual and that actually watches football knows it, the best teams have a good offensive and defensive line unit. Like that's just what it is. It all starts in the trenches. It don't matter who you put back there. It all starts in the trenches. Speaking of just defensive line. The Giants are currently third. They currently have 31 missed tackles through three weeks. That's tied for third most in the NFL. We only had 49 missed tackles all of last season. Which was tied for the fewest last last season. And now we have 31 through three weeks. Three weeks, 18 less than what we had all of last season in three weeks. But, I mean, we have to get back this week, though. We have to get back to form. Seattle currently has 30 missed tackles on the season, so it's going to be a battle of mediocre defenses this week. But I do believe we'll come out on top, even though Geno Smith has been playing good football. But I do believe this is the Giants game to steal and just get some momentum. Because, boy, when I tell you after this game, it gets even gets even rougher. As a Giants fan, man, we got, after the Seahawks, we got Miami and then Buffalo. Oh, my gosh. And are we even home? No, we're not even home for the Miami. We're going to Miami, and we're going to Buffalo in back-to-back weeks. That's crazy. And Buffalo's a primetime game. Whole world will be watching. Man, we just got to wait and see. But thank you guys for tuning in. That's my predictions for this week four. Next episode will come out Tuesday. See you guys then. Thank you.